Section seven of Dear Godchild. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Dear Godchild by Marguerite Bernard and Edith Sorel. Section seven. Letters thirty one to thirty three. Eighteen Rue d'Autancourt, Paris, September twenty four. 1917. My dear godfather, I am afraid this letter can't be in my own style and handwriting this time, for Mr. Teddy is here and I have asked him to help me with my English in exchange for my helping him with his French. My mind is troubled, and I think he can express my thought, so he has taken the pen in hand, and I, sitting on a little stool at his feet, am gazing up at him, try to make him understand what is in my mind. But first of all, Mr. Teddy wants to ask you to forgive him if he seems to be budding in and spoiling the game between you and your godchild. Honor bright, he didn't mean to do it. It was fate just blind, mysterious, and merciless fate that decreed that things should happen as they did. Mr. Teddy may be a blessing in disguise, anyway he couldn't be helped, and he has no excuse to offer except perhaps that he is alone in the world and homesick in a foreign land. He is sorry for you and he can't fight a duel over the situation, but I am very glad, and Mr. Teddy wants to tell you very seriously that he takes off his hat to any little fellow of your size who can do the plucky things you have done and keep it up so well. If grown-up men all had more of your spirit, he says, the war would be over long ago. The object of this letter is as follows. I, your godchild, wish to make amends. I wrote you yesterday and didn't answer your letter. Not a word did I say about it, except that I had received it, then I prattled away all about my mother would-be godfather for whom you naturally have no earthly use, and today my heart is filled with remorse, and my head is filled with fears, lest you should think your dear godchild is ungrateful, fickle, and flighty. I want to tell you how every detail of your life, from knob-polishing and bug-swallowing to poetry-writing, is dear and precious to me. How I wish I could do the same! How I live in eager expectation of your letters! How I gloat and ponder over them when they come! How deep is the gloom into which I am plunged when they do not come! Mr. Teddy knows all that because I have somehow expressed it, and if I had striven to hide my thought he would have guessed it, for he knows full well what goes on in the hearts of little maids and gallant lads. Therefore I have asked him to voice my deepest feelings in a poem that will answer yours. Idealization by André Leblanc and Yankee Teddy Though our eyes may never meet, to me you're more than bread or meat. You are the proud and noble knight that I pray for every night. You could stand up on burning decks while others ran to save their necks. You would not fear the dreadful Hun. In freedom's cause you'd fire a gun. A lad who never gets cold feet was not destined to know defeat. But, O oh, thou child of many prayers, beware of jealousy's deep snares. From your affectionate godchild, André Leblanc. Greenville Falls, 
October 10, 1917. My dear Mr. Teddy, Jimmy has just brought me your letter in great excitement, and I am taking the liberty of answering it myself, as I don't think he could do himself justice under the present circumstances. Mr. Teddy, did you ever have a soft spot for a little girl when you were about eleven or twelve? I had one for a little boy. He was older than I, about fourteen. His name was Robert, and he had freckles. I think he squinted, too, and he teased all the girls a great deal. I am sure he was a very horrid little boy, as I look back, but at the time I thought he was wonderful, and it almost broke my heart when he said he had no use for little yellow-haired girls, and took a girl with two brown pigtails to a big children's party instead of me. Jimmy has a very soft spot for his godchild, and it is more than a passing fancy with him. You see, his family, while not actually poverty-stricken, are not as well off as they used to be, and Jimmy has practically supported Andre himself all the year through countless little odd jobs. I have seen him on the coldest winter days, chopping wood or going from door to door asking to shovel snow, and his fingers were so red and frozen he could barely hold the shovel, yet he was always ready, with a smile, to do more work for his kid in France. Andre is his godchild, his sister, his whole family to him, and he shoulders the responsibility of looking after her with all the seriousness of a little old man. Now, right in the middle of this flourishing state of affairs, you come, with your big American pockets filled with elastic candy and bonbons, and at a moment's notice you produce cold cream perfumed with strawberry and vanilla and snow-covered cakes such as Jimmy can never hope to equal. What little girl would not turn fickle to her first love in the presence of such a display? At first Jimmy was filled with natural jealousy at your intrusion. He was all for going over there and giving you a piece of his mind. But since receiving your letter he has, almost incredibly, come to feel sorry for you, because, as he says, it must be pretty tough to be all alone over there, and I guess he thinks my godchild is a peach all right. And Jimmy is right. You must be so very, very lonesome. And yet couldn't we manage to cheer you up a little without taking Jimmy's godchild away from him? I don't know of any little godchild I would give you in exchange, but I do know of a girl who lives with an invalid mother in a big white house on a hill, and who would only be too glad to have a soldier for a godson, and send him little packages of cigarettes and pictures of movie stars, of which she has a great collection, and, oh, tell him about home and friends and people and everything. I am sending you this letter, care of André Leblanc. If you would care for the arrangement I suggest, would you let me know? Sincerely yours, Elizabeth Winslow. 18 Rue d'Autancourt, Paris, November 2, 1917 My dear godfather, Jules has received a wound, and he is very joyful because it make him not to die. On the contrary, it make him sighted at the order of the day, and decorated with the Medaille Militaire. He make two Bosch prisoners and catch them with one hand because the other had the very bad hurt, and then he fainted himself on the ground, and the cross-red pick him and conduct him at a great hospital in Paris. And Tuesday, Maman and Marie go to see him and take him the lemonade, 
and yesterday monsieur teddy asked mamma the permission to take me to see him also and she say yes and we go we ride in the tramway pending a long time and i give monsieur teddy a lesson of french and he say nothing but oui oui and chicalor zut alor and all the travelers regard us and laugh and monsieur teddy laugh also but when we arrive at the hospital he laugh not at all he take my hand and i keep it very tight because i am frightened it is very beautiful the hospital there is the great garden with trees and flat bands and the soldier sentinel at the door inside it is all white and dark a little like the church and it smell of pharmacy and nobody make a noise a lady white conduct us up the stairs and open a door and i see a great number of beds and lines with polyus in them when they see the uniform american some make the salute militaire and i feel myself very proud jules was so content he say it make his hurt to go away immediately and teddy sit on a chair and give cigarettes and try to make conversation with his hands and i sit on the bed and make talk with two tongues and ten fingers also and teddy say he will come again see brother jules all the sundays and thursdays and console him until he go to fly away very sure he is one angel mr teddy and he go up in the heavens with the wings oh little foolish godfather understand you not he is one aviator and you must not be in anger because he give me the good things to eat perhaps in america the cold cream is bad but in paris it makes you not sick on the contrary i show not your letter to mr teddy because you say for two cents you twist his nose and his eyes and it is not very genteel dear godfather when you think wickedness the bon dieu punish you it is because you think wickedness of mr teddy that you become sick and cannot eat the pancakes and must drink the oil of the castor i am content that the miss betty understand you and you tell her all things and she is like the fairy with the twisted hairs hairs like gold is very pretty for little boys like jean but on ladies it look like the sun have fade to color and thank you for the poetry she make but my great sister see it and she say to mamma these enfants write great foolishness all the time if it continues we must give andre no more stamps of five sous we will make economy and send only card postal all the three months when the comite american send the silver of the godfather and i am very unhappy because mamma will not permit me to polish doorknobs like you and gain silver for the stamps of five sous but little jean come squeeze my neck and console me and say he will work and become rich to purchase the stamps of five sous poor little he know not what it is the life but he is one brave little man and i think he will resemble you dear godfather oh i forget in my other letter i write when mr teddy come to say i desire very much your portrait when you are grinning like you say i love very much the grinning godfather i will place you above my bed under the branch of the blessed box my papa is there also and i embrace him all the nights before i lie down dear little godfather i am very recognized that you guard forty-seven sous for my christmas alas i can never enough say thank you for all you do and i can never render it to you it make me full of sorry when i think that with mamma i essay to guess what you want i do 
I will make something with my proper hands, and Mamma will aid. You will love a pair of slippers embroidered, or a shawl, I won't say a scarf, or a bonnet of aviator. Tell me, I pray you. I shake your hand affectionately, your godchild, André Leblanc. End of section 7